Welcome to a new episode of To Whatever's Way Up. I am one of your hosts, Seth. I'm joined by my other hosts, Jesse and Hope. Hello. Oh, I've been waiting for this Star Wars for so long. <laughs> and and because he does not get many opportunities to talk Star Wars, we invited Ulrich from Geeks with Shields to be here today as well. Hi, buddy. I talk Star Wars. I just don't talk Star Wars online because Star Wars fans are insufferable. <laughs> True. True this, words. Look, my Star friend. Wars fans are the worst haters. It's 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 I would like to say Star Wars fans are like doctors. Doctors are the worst patients. Star Wars fans are the worst fans. Like yeah. it's one no of matter what wow. it is, they find some new way to just go, Oh, I don't want to talk about this with you people. <laughs> no, no, you know the worst fandom. You know the worst fandom. Oh yeah, but that's a that's a cult, not a fandom. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen that Twitter page, uh, the Zack Snyder occult page? Have yeah. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I'll share this with you guys. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Hell yeah. Uh, well, today uh, the the four of us are here to chat about. Hey, Star Wars is good again. Uh, This is so fun. I love doing this every six months. Um, (laughs) We're here to talk about Andor uh, as created by Tony Gilroy, which first of all, like just straight out the gate. What a choice. Um, Look at that payoff. I feel like this was a really, really well done pairing as far as topic material and the creator that they brought on board for this. Yeah, I am kind of bummed that he's only going to do two seasons because he just feels like he would be overwhelmed otherwise. It's like, what the hell? No, (laughs) you can show run. You can provide notes. You don't have to just go, well, I'm done. So is everyone else. Well, originally it was Mm. supposed to be five seasons. They had it planned that way. But I think there was just budget budget wise. They couldn't do it. And there was other commitments, other commitments he couldn't do. So what they're going to do is they're going to go through. The next season is 12 episodes, so every three episodes is one year, and they're going to jump ahead another year. Hmm. So wow. it's three-episode chunks. So you're going to get... That's a so, gamble. So, bas- gonna, so they're basically making three mini-movies. Yeah, it's three mini-movies leading up to Rogue One. Okay. okay. Wow. That's ambitious. I, that is, and I'm... Mm, we'll have to see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, it could go House of the Dragon and work out really well. Or it right, could, yeah, that did shockingly work really or well. Or it could be what we all thought House of the Dragon was going to be. Lord of the Rings? I like Lord... No, more... <laughs> I don't know what we... Disjointed, there's the term. Wheel of Time. Yes, we all... Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> They're getting a second season for some reason. Ah. I'm sorry, Lord uh, Wheel of Time fans. I know you love it, and you've yelled at me extensively about it, but... What the fuck was that and who the fuck watched it? <laughs> Not me, that's for damn sure. Why did this Why was it so expensive? That's my question. It's just people on horses. Hey, horses are surprisingly expensive. Like that almost bankrupted that's the true. first season of Game of Thrones, the goddamn Dothraki. <laughs> damn. Yeah, fun fact, horses are just a ton of overhead in like feed and safety and personnel. And that's why you don't do horses in movies that much as they cost a fuck ton of money. Interesting. It's true. I like, I, yeah, I mean, that make absolutely makes sense. And, and uh, 
no horses in this series. As you can tell, uh, all four of us are kind of chomping at the bit to to talk about this. So let's let's yank the bandaid off. I'm so interested to hear everyone's thoughts. I'm coming in off this very fresh. I just finished the last episode today. So um, hope. You are the resident Star Wars uh, deep lore nerd. Yes. What did you think? Oh my god! Oh, so <laughs> the first off, I'm gonna say I did truly love Rogue One. Like I really did, because it was still a part of the main storyline. However, it wasn't convoluted with Skywalker, you know, <laughs> and. This just expanded that. Like, I, I truly yeah. loved this because the the wall watch every episode I watched this, I was just like, these are the real heroes, not the the you know, not as much as like Leia did and like what Monmatha was doing. I was like, the people on the ground, like Luthen and like. Cassian and all and Bix and like they yeah. were the real heroes. I don't care who says what. They were the real heroes and that's what I love because you forget in these grand massive stories, you forget the little people who actually do the real work. Like yeah. I, I the, the best thing I can say is like yes, Luke did so much to take down the empire. Like I'm not judging luke on everything but i it's like he's the ceo of a fortune 500 company and he couldn't be where (laughs) he is without all of his people on the ground and like they need to be recognized and they're finally recognized and i was like thank you this is fucking beautiful god damn yeah i'm what i'm wondering if like tonally it's even worth comparing the kinds of stories that are in the Star Wars, Skywalker saga versus these like outside stories, because like this just drops into a totally new tone for what Star Wars is capable of being. That was what really blew me away. And guess what? Guess episodes. what? We're not a fucking Tatooine anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, right? We're you got your wish, Seth. You got your anymore. wish. <laughs> I was doing victory circles every episode. I was like. No Tatooine? We're, we're really not doing this. Our, uh, like, make me a promise we're not going to Tatooine? Dude, I was shitting myself by the end. <laughs> oh, it was so, like, and they went to different, like, types of planets, too. You know, there was, yeah. there was, like, there was the beach planet where he was hiding out. Then he was on, you know, the planet where he was on the prison. And then there was where they did the heist. So, like, uh, they were all... Space Scotland. Physically different. <laughs> like... Oh, so fuck. Yes. <laughs> well, Tony Gilroy has said multiple times he doesn't like Star Wars. He has, like, the huh. producer of the show said, yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. And that really helps the show. Because he told the writers, put aside your reverence and nostalgia for the series and just make a good story, please. Like, yeah. all the bullshit of the sequel trilogy, out the window. Gone. J.J. Abrams is not in charge anymore. I am. (laughs) Thank you. He threw his dick on the table and said, suck it, motherfuckers. And guess what? It works. It works. This is is the, the thing that Rich Evans said when he's talking about how Star Wars can't 
get away from its Skywalker saga, where you have to have Jedi yeah. and lightsabers and TIE fighters. Like, they don't have any lightsabers in this show. There's no usage of the Force. Does anybody even say, may yeah. the Force be with you in this show? No, no. but there's a theory about, uh, what's his bucket? Skarsgård. What's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? Luthen. Oh, about Luthen. Him, oh, Luthen. him being, uh, oh, uh, yeah, 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 Luthen. There's, there's strong St- Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, there's strong theories that he's a Jedi, but even then, they don't confirm it or deny it. Like it would change anything? It would just make his character that much more interesting, I think. Right, yeah. because he's still not being a Jedi. He's yeah. being a rebel. So even if True. he yeah. was, like... Well, he would retroactively make the Jedi more interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you're one of the, you know, interesting ones that never said anything, just kind of stood in the background and looked cool. Okay. Mm. <laughs> He's like Yaddle. We know that it's a part of Yoda's species. <laughs> we know that she's there, but she, no, no real info. So we want to know more. <laughs> right. No room for her in a story like this, though. Uh, was anyone else kind of shocked that we've really doubled down on that stormtroopers were just an occupying Nazi force, and that's how we should display them? Like we have two series now that are just very straightforward. Yeah, no, these are just Nazis and let's treat them like that. And it's really, I, I'm kind of shocked that they've doubled down doubled down on it like this. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what they look like. Well, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I like this one because this one, and probably I've always had with Star Wars, is it tells us the Empire is evil because it's the Empire and they blow up ships. It's like, yeah, but there's room to kind of go, but your generic empire. And now this one goes, no, no, this is what they do. This is why they're evil. This is why you don't like right. them. They really right. exemplify this is why they're the bad guys rather than just telling you they're the bad guys. Exactly. They show you why, yes. I was talking to Hope about this, and I said the be- the best way the best way you can tell this story really works, pull all the Star Wars stuff out of it. Does it still function? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you move this to 1940s Nazi-occupied France, and this is about the French resistance, it still functions. It's the same yes. story. 100%. Yeah. Or yeah. And you can just, you can uproot it to any time period. You know, it doesn't have to be like Nazis. It could be like um, French Revolution back in the day. It could be, you know, things yeah. like it could be a yeah. part of the apartheid in south africa and you know there, there it could be transplant the story could be transplanted transplanted oh my god anywhere and it would still work beautifully because it's yeah. a good story it's just a good fucking right. story i really like too the way that they've kind of looked at other 70s films for inspiration like they're they're pulling from the time period that star wars was born out of and so it's giving us these like really like fun kind of Hogan's Heroes feeling storylines. <laughs> We've got, you know, like the 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 reference pool is getting deeper because I think it's becoming more obvious. Star Wars is a container for anything that we want to put in it. Yeah. Anything will function that you put into it. That's why yeah. I think this is what I love. I, I like the world of Star Wars. It's fun. I really sincerely have wished for a while they would do more things in the universe than tell the same stories. Yes. I'm dying right. for a show that does Clone Wars, but a Band of Brothers style show. Yeah. I'm probably never going to get it, but that's what I want. The most this... similar thing we got to that was Bad Batch. Yeah. But yeah. Bad Batch. I said the closest yeah. thing. Yeah. The closest thing. <laughs> no, my elevator pitch 
is, you know, you follow the band of clones on some battle, and then at the end of every episode when one dies, it's a blank screen, and it's the names of who they were, when they were born, when they died. And the final yeah. episode is called Good Clones Follow Orders. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want. And this one very much feels like dipping a toe in that thing. Like, we're not going to focus on Jedi or really getting things. We're just going to kind of put you in this world and tell a story that's part of this world without being in service to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just adds to the existing story, which I loved. Also more proof positive that you don't have to gear this shit towards kids every fucking yes. time either. That's yes. the part I want is like we can get a we can kind of cozy up with the R rating as much as ratings actually matter. Right. I mean, you're yeah. gonna get an R rated Star Wars pretty soon with Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, so they'll get their wish. So. Oh, that's right. That thing's happening still. Everyone kind of forgot yeah. about it, that it's happening. <laughs> Everyone kind of forgot about it. We don't want it to happen. Yeah, I just I just don't give a shit. I know exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a complete carbon copy of Star Wars, but it's going to be seven samurai mixed in with Star Wars, and it's just going to copy the exact same aesthetic. I, I can predict this. I know exactly what it's going to be. But it's going to have a sheen of Man of Steel action all over oh, it. Oh, just what I want to watch. Really hurt it. That's what's really going to It's going to be loud as fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, we're here to talk about good shit, not that. Yeah, let's talk about good shit. Good Star Wars. Jesse, what were your thoughts on this series? What really grabbed you? What was like what what do you think is the thing that is um going to be enticing for people to come in that they may not see about it from the surface? Uh well, first off, they made a prequel about a character that died in Rogue One actually really really interesting. <laughs> right. Because typically I'm like prequels, like I know everybody's going to die. I don't give a shit. And it's like, oh, this is actually a really, really interesting story. How about that? <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. That's really great. Um, I I didn't care for the character of Cassian very much in Rogue One. I was like, like what? I My biggest problem with Rogue One, the characters don't have enough defining features. There's not enough. Yeah. Like, there's, <clears throat> that really should have been a miniseries, not a film. Yeah. It needed 100%. more time to breathe. And that was the first time I think Tony Gilroy had even come in to work on anything Star Wars. So he's already dealing with stuff he was already given. So he, ha- yeah. he handled the reshoots. So he tried to put more character stuff in, but it was like too little too late. It's still mm-hmm. a functional film. It's fine. It looks really, really good. Um, but it's like the best third act a Star Wars movie's had maybe possibly ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. And it and it defied all expectations. It didn't fall into normal stigmas or like. I I think the most powerful scene in Rogue One. Was the fact that it didn't fall into your normal schlock where, you know. It's Cassian. Is and oh my god, what what is the girl's main name? Um, See, you can't remember her name, can you? Jin Urso. <laughs> Jin Urso, thank you. Oh my gosh. Now, I, I, honestly, I will blame this on the fact that I just did a 12-hour shift overnight and There's I'm tired. There's only so. so much in our room in our brains for made-up names, okay? <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, but what the, it's more powerful because they stood there and just held hands in, like, friendship, knowing they were going to die, but, like, we're still there for each other. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I think visually things like that were just super powerful 
And that's another thing I liked about it. It, you know, like they were at peace because they were with each other as moral support, but they knew that they'd done good. You know, it was yeah. So it was it, it was things like that that I loved. Yeah, there was a uh, backup plan uh, for in case they didn't want to kill the main characters. Somebody was going to throw a kryptonite or not kryptonite. God damn it, man. Oh, who's uh, messing up <laughs> shit now? A carbonite grenade. And in, ca- in case the main characters after uh, right when the um, the blast was going to hit them. So they would be in carbonite floating through space. And so somebody could pick them up later on and then resurrect them and bring them back. That was a plan. No, and then God, they said, no. yeah, it was terrible. And then, then finally, Tony Gilroy said, no, we're killing them. And that was yeah. it. No, yeah. well, it needed to be done. It, it... And ag- again, this is the adult-centered series. Like, they didn't even put fucking K2SO in season one. No no comedy re- relief. They're like, yeah. take this shit serious. Yeah. There's no that's jokes. That's wild. Like, as much as yeah. I do love Alan Tudyk, they did the right thing with that. Yeah. Well, because he's a movie character. He's a great movie character. Yeah. I don't know if he's a great series character he, i guess we'll uh, see if they end up adding him but I, I was i'm sure say, he'll be in season uh, firefly two. come on yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah if he gets pulled in at the end of season two you know just for continuity's sake i can see that as a move but um yeah i just I, the, all the decisions around this are really interesting they're really like grounded in um people who know how to get like work done i guess at the end of the day like it does it this didn't feel like there was anything uh like left open-ended like we know we're getting a season two but we saw exactly where everything stood yes by the end of the series and that's like everyone had some version of an arc it was yeah. like what a what a interesting way to attack this kind of material yeah yeah it feels like it's a completely contained story you could just end here and be like oh he's gonna end up in the rebellion like you could end it there but we are gonna get more 100 so, yeah. percent. well there's uh, also the weird threat of his sister that i don't know what I think of. Uh, I think that's just a red herring. I don't think that's going to lead to yeah, anything. Yeah, I kind of like, if they don't ever do anything with it, it just works of this was here, and this was his motivation and what got him to the bar on the planet that started the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's a MacGuffin. It just, right. gets, it just gets the ball rolling. And they kind of so. drop it quickly enough yeah. that I think they're going to leave it alone, which is what I want to. But that's like the only things like, this is an odd choice you haven't gone back to, but I'm just going to assume... Listen, we needed a reason for him to be on this planet doing this thing. Well, then, you know, uh, Fiona Shaw, his his mother was just like, forget about it, dude. Like, she's dead. There's more important shit to deal with. Think about the living right now. You know? And I I think that was kind of like their end all for that was the last time that he saw her was, look, just forget about your sister. There's other shit we got to do move on yeah and so. i mean an argument could be made for a subtle metaphor of empires keep killing his family right first the republic right. then the empire then the empire eventually kills him so it's a vicious cycle yeah and, and like it, it adds like a really um like distinct sadness to his character overall mm-hmm. too i really i really appreciated that mm-hmm. So, um, Ulrich, what was your what was your impression coming into the series? Like, what what did you have any like pre knowledge? Were you expecting it to be good? Um, what was kind of your takeaway? I love the first and the third act of Rogue One. 
I fall asleep during the set, the middle bit because it just kind of meanders about. But everything about oh, yeah. this looked really, really cool. And I'm like, ooh, this kind of feels like what I want. We're going to get into the nitty gritty bits of the Rebellion because Star Wars has done a piss poor job explaining that half. But they've written countless right. books on how the Empire works. And I, I understand why, but come on now. I, I want to know how the Rebels work as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I immediately started keying up like, oh, and this is also a deeply political show that speaks to my personal politics. I hate my personal politics. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, little side tangent. Fuck the people that got hard on the politics for this one. You fucking ruined Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> when did Star Wars get political? 1977! It's always been political. I'll... I, I just, yeah. Uh, who's that neckbeard asshole from... What that, what's that show? The Quartering on YouTube? Who's that fucking douchebag? Oh my god, yeah. The Quartering sucks. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them so much. Dude, just zero zero media literacy. It's so it's so sad to watch. Yeah. And it looked like the trailers made it look good. And that opening three episode arc was just hands on the table. This is what we're fucking doing. And yeah, that whole the takedown when they started ringing the metal and like I got goosebumps. Like oh fuck. Oh god, yes. <laughs> this show doesn't have breaks. It just goes along. And fuck yeah, okay, this is good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of it, really. Speaking of which, uh, you know the guy that's in the bell tower. You know who that is? Who is that? That's the uh, the Sardaukar military general from Dune. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's him. Mm. Dune and Star Wars are basically the same. They thing. they are the same. It's all the it's all drawn <laughs> from the same well. But again, yeah. this is doing what I love most in Star Wars. When it goes and it just plays in the world and rolls around and has fun without trying to tie back to the movies. It's like, we're just going to go play in this corner and expand and tell this story. And This yeah. is how the Rebellion got started. This is what the Rebellion was up to. And this is what this guy was up to. And this is what's happening with the Senate. And I didn't even think I could ever be interested in what's going on in the Senate. But kind of <laughs> watching the sad decline there with like, oh, this is really, really good. And then watching the inner workings of the Empire and how oh, fucked up they are. Can I say, speaking of the Senate, <laughs> it, it was so disheartening when Mon Matha was sitting there and everyone's walking out on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all I leaving. I was like, shit, man. Like, not even giving her the respect of, like, staying there. They just were like, fuck this and left. Because like, they know it's right. all fake. None of it matters anymore, which is... What makes her character so interesting, she has to pretend that she still believes. And she kind of starts the show believing. But by the end, she's like, oh, no, this whole thing's well and truly fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very grim show, but I love it. I love it because it is grim. <laughs> exactly. Because well, it it's asking the question, what does it look like to get radicalized? Like, that's a really interesting question to, to dive into, especially across a bunch of characters that are all kind of asking that same thing of themselves in their own ways. Like I, that's Cassian's the main character, but at no point does he feel like the lead. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah it feels more like an ensemble. Everything. Yeah. It feels like more like an ensemble. Yeah. Piece, yeah. Yeah. And, and for, to that end, like I, I think about little moments that we got, like when, um, 
<clears throat> when Luthen's getting getting ready to go undercover and he's putting on his his wig and like you know getting into his acting um, with just that like big wide shot of just him in a mirror and I'm like this is Star Wars we're we're getting a character mo like a a deep introspective character moment in Star Wars what am I watching right now and I kind of wonder if it's because they had the runway to do it. They weren't trying to get yeah. it in and under six episodes, which for the love of God, we have to stop cramming our streaming shows into six episodes. It depends on what it is. Like this, this had to be 12. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they all have to be 12, yeah. but they need to have room to breathe, to have down moments, to kind of just build and pace out. Because otherwise it ends up feeling like a movie that you just bolted bits onto exactly no yeah this feels like like three kind of complete story arcs like you have your your heist you have your prison break and then you have your sparking the rebellion rebellion arc and like that i think that's why it feels so satisfying when you get to the end it's like wow this was a this was a journey like this was not just a movie's worth of shit mm -hmm. i i think the series just need to be as long as they need to be i think yeah. what it needs really comes down to like don't don't spread eight episodes worth of content over 13 episodes, but like also don't, you know, blow a movie up to six episodes when it should be eight. If it's going to tell the whole story, well, don't cut a show yeah. down to six episodes just because it's all you want to pay for that too. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or <laughs> don't, don't bulk up your show to the point where it's six episodes. If there's only enough content for two Obi-Wan. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Compare oh this God. to Obi-Wan. Like Obi-Wan feels like it is literally a two hour movie, but it's got so much just junk shoved into it like this. Everything felt relevant. Uh, Boba Fett was the same thing. It's just it's one tiny little gangster movie str like stretched I... across eight fucking episodes. No, Boba Fett could have worked, but it didn't know what it was. So it had to keep restarting. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. it's not Boba Fett. It's not Boba Fett. It's Django Fett. It's not Boba Fett. <laughs> right. Why isn't he murdering anybody? Yeah, which would wouldn't that have been a more interesting show to like set it before Phantom Menace and set it around Jango Fett in his early years? Yeah, I'm just saying I'm 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 spinning money. Well, that or spinning. I would have loved more of the the backstory of like like mid Boba, you know, like how he got his title. Like I, I would love to see him in. Um, that's that's what would be happening right now in in Andor, right? Wouldn't he be about teen teen years here, uh, or, or like twenties? Uh, twenties, yeah, I feel twenties uh, or yeah, yeah, twenties. Like BBY. What does BBY stand for? Please, please explain to me. Oh, <laughs> before Battle of Yavin, uh, and then there's after the Battle of Yavin. So it's it's that's um, our defining point. That's the Star Wars time. That that's the. That's the in-universe defining point. So it's like their BC. Like they count up to where the Empire was destroyed uh, as like before the Empire times. And then everything after the Battle of Yavin is like their their AD. Okay. What? So before Battle of Yavin, after Battle of Yavin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's only really useful in terms of when did the Republic fall versus when the Empire fell and the murky period before or after the beginning of the first trilogy? Right. The majority of story we have seen has been after Battle of Yavin. Uh, this is, this is um, 
some of the the newest like before Battle of Yavin stuff that we've had in a while, besides Clone Wars stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, also Mandalorian. Yeah. Yep. Mm. But Mandalorian's not expanding the like like this. I I that's gonna be really weird going back to Mandalorian after this. <laughs> it's like wow, this doesn't feel yeah. the same at all. Because yes, Mandalorian great. is supposed to be in the movies. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Again, this is doing what I want Star Wars to do. It's playing in all of the little pockets that it has and making a fleshed-out universe instead of one monolithic, you know, pillar of they're yes. all like yeah. this. They yes. all have to be like this. It de- it, yeah, it does not have to be cheesy. Like like the, the, the Skywalker saga stuff, is cheesy and that's part of its allure like i think it's part of its charm this does not have to be and so when you jettison that you get to take this stuff a little more seriously like i don't i don't know about you guys but previously i felt like the empire was the army of one it was palpatine and then just people who were scared of palpatine and now it feels like the empire's this like sinewy murky like like homunculus being of just lots of different kinds of evil that was people taking advantage of people through that time. Like it's turning into like a real, a real climate that I can wrap my head around of like what it would be like to live in that universe. And that is something I don't think we've ever really got from a Skywalker. No, never, never. And that's why I loved it. Also, some empire characters aren't actually evil. Like, uh, let's talk about Cyril for a second. The guy that kept getting fucked over left and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he was just kind of doing his job. He's not necessarily a bad guy. He is a cop. Like, he is doing his job. It's just... Right. You, you, he eventually come to realize, oh, he's going to become a Nazi officer. And he's... Yeah, he wants order and un- and unity throughout the universe. He, yeah, he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the like- first 12 episodes, he wasn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> No, they did that with, uh, oh, why am I blanking on everyone's made-up name now? <laughs> Join the club, man. What was the lady's name? Oh, Mon uh, De- Deidre. No. Deidre, De- there it is. Or, oh, I, know yeah. it's not be- I know it's not uh, Discount Sharpeo, because... Or not, hold on, now I got... Anyways, the lady that we were all kind of, you know, the first couple of us, you're like, you're evil, but I'm rooting for you to be the chief of the evil. And then she got to be in charge. And it was like, oh, fuck, that's right. You're a Nazi. Damn it. I'm <laughs> pulling for you because everyone was stupid and incompetent and you were smart. And then again, you see it coming from a mile away and you're kind of like, don't root for this person. They're the bad guys. But it's like, but she's one of the smart bad guys and everyone else is dumb. Right. She she's the one. Yeah. Until she did the sound torture on Bix, and I was like, yeah, fuck you, you cunt. Exactly, that was the reminder of, oh, shit, you're a Nazi. Fuck, yeah. damn it. That was, been, that yeah. was fucked. Oh, fuck that, yeah. that Gnarly. Was, oh, my gosh. So that was so intense. Like, that was straight up actual torture scene. Yeah. And you saw, right? and That's you what I'm saw Bix's reaction after. It oh, wasn't it just her. like, oh, I got shocked. It was like, no, she's fucked. Yeah. And like that's yeah. the darkness they needed to delve into and and that I yeah. hate to say it but it was beautiful. <laughs> it was that like, is, No, that is a real no, form of true. torture. Like, that is a real yeah. form of torture. 
It's the big flashing yeah. neon sign of the Empire is evil. The Empire is evil. This is the shit they do, which somehow is so much more resonant than they blew up a planet. Maybe it's because they blew up a planet. It's like, well, that's fucking cool. I'm sorry. I know it's evil, but Death Ray, come on now. Who can't appreciate a good <laughs> oh, thing? Right. That, that reminds me, Seth, did you watch to the end of the credits on the last episode? Yeah, I did. Okay, so I love the fact that this show went out of its way to answer the Kevin Smith question of why the contractors didn't know what they were building. And <laughs> it turns out, oh, it's all droids. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense, too. <laughs> the fact that they went out of their way to say, shut the fuck up, Kevin, <laughs> to just answer that question. <laughs> He's been asking it since 94 or 96, I mean, in Clerks, okay? <laughs> he needed answers. The burning question. Oh. Solved. I thought that, I yeah, thought they were going to reveal that. in that prison that the things that they were building, they were going to go into some other room and see that the things they were building were being disassembled, and they were just giving them the same parts over and over again. I saw that. Oh God! Wow. Oh, think, that would have just. Oh, that would have been great. But I, I understand why they were making droids. I, well, I, I think Gilroy kind of came out and said it's like they're not that kind of evil. Yeah, like that's I a mean, very different yeah. type of evil from what the Empire is. It's like, no, they are an efficient as much as they can be kind of evil. Yeah. Well, that's that's what the Nazis would do. They they would yes. anybody that was captured in their internment camps, they would. Force them to work building railroads, building, uh, building supplies for the German. I mean, front Soviets lines. did that, the same thing. That's how they transformed yeah, it was, from. It, <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's normal. They were using uh, prisoners, slave labor. Yeah, they were smart about it. Unf- like, it sucks to say, but they were like. It's real world. It made this world feel that much more real and kind of like, oh yeah, this is a big dumb goofy kids thing. But there's a little bit of meat on the bone here. Yeah. Like this feels like a real constructed world. And I think part of that was the actual living sets. Which I forgot how much I missed. Like I I like the sound. The sound is cool. But in terms of like if you want to convince, sell a world that's not just beautiful, but it feels real. You can't get away from shooting it on a location. Hey, they went outside. (laughs) They actually went to Scotland. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, but it's also worth noting a lot of these sets, these are standing sets from the previous uh locations, the other shows. Like this is clearly the Tatooine set from Boba Fett on that planet of Ferris. Yeah. Oh, it's the same set. They just oh, addressed yeah. it. It's it's the same thing. Right. Like, they got more mileage because they didn't have to spend a bunch of money. So Which is it's cool. an expensive they got to show. use it other places. Yeah, like they really did, you know, use the all of their assets. And also they use the volumetric screen at certain points. And so it's it's a great looking show. I'd be shocked if this did not get any awards. Oh yeah. Same. They did everything properly. Like they, yeah. they did it how it it all should be done. It's there's yeah. Could you imagine if George Lucas was still in charge of this franchise and this was something oh. he tried to create? How awful would Ooh. this be? <laughs> See, George is a great idea guy. But he needs yes. people to massage those ideas into something useful. And I don't see George thinking of this. This is not what George is interested in. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, honestly, this feels like Spielberg material a lot of the time. Oh, Spielberg, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I Spielberg yeah. would love this. 
It feels like Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan or Empire of the Sun. Empire of the yeah, Sun. No, yeah. for yeah. spies. I mean, it's it's a spy story. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Well, it's a spy story. It's a heist story. It's a prison escape story. It's a, it's a lot of everything. Yeah. Which, by the way, can we talk about yeah. Andy Serkis's little role? I was just oh my about God. to ask. He, Holy fuck. That, he was one of my favorites. He was legit one of my favorites. He's so good, and so let's 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 knock this out of the, out of the realm right now. He is not Snoke. It's not him. <laughs> it's not him. Yeah. They've said it. It's not him. Don't even think about it. It's not him. I hate that they had to say that, but I knew that if they didn't, well, but they made like, the stupid clickbait articles either way. So, is, is Star Wars fans were gonna do that regardless because they're like, oh, well, Andy Serkis is here. Is it like? Like Andy Serkis was playing a character in CGI as Snoke. It doesn't even look like him. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So it, it's that's not the same person. Okay. I doubt we're going to see that character again. So. The the closest no. we'd get to is in Mandalorian because they were talking about the cloning tubes. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, they might gotta clean up. Gotta clean yeah, up all like that Ma- crap. That's what Mandalorian's getting turned into. It's like, all right, you're going to do for uh, Clone Wars what the prequel, uh, Clone Wars did for the prequels. You're going to do <laughs> for the Skywalker saga. Yeah, pretty you're gonna do all, you're gonna <laughs> do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> yep, patch it up, spackle it over, make it a beloved franchise in a decade. So Palpatine was a clone. How did that happen? Huh? <laughs> oh. yeah. Somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> so how'd you know? Did he send you a telegram? Goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Filoni's got Fox. cut out for fixing that. Oh one. right. Oh right. Fortnite. <laughs> right. Everybody in the Star Wars universe plays Fortnite. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, play uh, space chess. I mean uh, Fortnite's brand integrated with everything, I guess. Oh god. Yes. Fortnite is a scary beast. Every time I look at it, I'm like, that looks like those uh, posters they used to do for us as kids in the 90s that had all of the like Hanna-Barbera characters <laughs> together, or the Looney Tunes, oh, like, yeah. the extended. That's what that shit looks like when I see it now. I'm like, is that Kermit the Frog, Darth Vader, and Naruto killing each other with lightsabers? <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I just look at it and go, oh yeah, no, I'm old now. Fuck, okay. I, I don't have to care anymore. I'm free. I'm free. Okay, so it just, it goes back to what I said in high school. Uh, Ready Player One would suck in real life, and that's what Fortnite is. And I was right, is the point. Yeah. yeah. No, we will not put Ready Player One on Film Rescue, because fuck it. <laughs> There's nothing to rescue. God, yeah. Yeah, I, I really truly don't want to rescue a movie that's about gatekeeping nerdy shit. Well, like Spielberg burned the worst bits off, but it still it it doesn't work. There's nothing there. There's no substance. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. Hey. There's the there's the there's the DeLorean. Hey, look at that. There's uh, Iron Giant. Hey, look. It's the Battle Toads. It's like fuck you. <laughs> it's it's like uh, it's like WB's been having a fire sale lately. <laughs> the amount of movies they put out to just show what they have. Bye. All right, what do we, Does what do we have? No. Want this as a movie look, right now? Look, they're basically just like, here's some member berries. Member this, member me, member, member, I member. God, the divorce guy garage sale. He's got kicked out of his uh, house, so he's putting all the stuff on the lawn. Going, hey, uh, you want to buy this? Right. 
hey kids, do you want this grody 80s rat fink? Do you know what rat fink is, kids? Oh, <laughs> That's WB lately. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Although they did just put James Gunn in charge of DC. I was I was curious oh, if thank we could God. talk to that at any thank point. Thank God, somebody who actually has a fucking vision. Uh, no more Black Adams. No more. We're Stop. getting Blue Beetle though. Holy shit! I can't believe it. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a short lull, and then the Snyder fans are gonna come out of the framework. Uh, Peacemaker is about to go to war. I think online as people start to rewatch it, knowing that James Gunn is the one taking over. Yeah. Um, I, I'm anticipating a little uh, Nazi run against our DC properties soon. Well, oh, if, yeah. you wanna see the, if you want to see the cult in action, uh, take a look at this page on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. Twitter still exists? What? <laughs> I know, it's it still exists. For now. But... <laughs> Snyder Cultist Archive. It is a compilation of all these people. This guy uh, finds all these people online that are like cults, cultists for Zack Snyder, and he just posts their shit and just shows how fucking crazy they are. Batman fans need to gatekeep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in a cult. Get help. Yeah. And the well, fact that Snyder still has cult. not come out against them. Fuck him. He's a weird dude. I, I don't know what to make of Truly. Mm. He's taking advantage of it is what he is. Listen, I get you got to get paid and you got to eat, but yeah, I don't Come know. on. <laughs> like, come on. Listen, that is our third Zack Snyder uh, reference of the day. I'm going to shift our narrative into Star Wars again. Thank yes. You, um, over. Thank Let's you. get back to Star Wars. The, the, I, I wanted to bring up how interesting... It was that the the tonal shift in this allowed us to get new Star Wars music. Oh, um, thank God! The score, yeah, the score was really, really good. I really dug what they like. They and we got new stuff, like like really tense Star Wars music. I like. Mm, I'm 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 gonna be listening back through it, but I was really impressed with like, yeah, we can do more music and start like John Williams is amazing. I get it, but. We can do more stuff here, guys, yeah. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we honestly yeah. kind of needed it because I was one of the people that was upset when Williams didn't score Rogue One and Rogue One didn't leave a memorable, you know, soundtrack to it. But this one, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Actually, fuck. This is why we should let other people play around with this because this is really good. This really works. Williams wouldn't fit yes. in this. Yeah. Like, you get in a rut. You get stuck. You need something fresh once in a while. Like, you always go back to your comfort food, but sometimes you want to try something different, you know? Well, sometimes you need a proof of concept. Like, no, no, trust me, this will work. And then you go, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. This this is, this is really does. Like, William's bombastic score would feel out of place in this. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That would be so over the top. That's the worst parts of Rogue One when all the original music would kick in. And it, like, because there's there is moments where the original music does kick in in Rogue One. It's like, what? That doesn't no, no, no. no. This, is a, this is a gritty war movie. We need a gritty soundtrack. We need a gritty score for this one. The last ten minutes right. of Rogue One infuriated me. <laughs> <laughs> the Darth Vader going through the hull of the ship and just killing. It. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but it makes no sense in context with uh, the New Hope because it because uh, Vader in the opening is like I. Uh, 
apparently we've been tracking this ship and you know and she's just like i don't know what you're talking about he's like no bitch i just saw you (laughs) i just saw you that's what yeah, we yeah, have. He could also play that off as Leia just doesn't give a fuck and she's going to be the badass that she is. Like, she knows it's a bold face yeah, lie. Yeah, she knew she was getting like, captured. She, yeah. she knew it was a bold face lie, but she was just like, fuck it, I'm going to make his life difficult. Yeah. It, yeah. And honestly, that's what it was. Look, Dad, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> God, <laughs> let me just go to my room. God. See, that's the other thing that after between Andor and Kenobi. I want a fucking Vader series. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's the comics. Yeah. And I don't know if I want that, but I want some, I want more exploration of Vader as a character because it's all there for him, but they've never really had a way to explore any of it outside like the comics. Yeah. And maybe like a three episode of limited series. I, I would say more like Dr. Afro would be better as an option. Because he's still heavily involved in that, but it's not just yeah. him. So yeah, I, I, I got you. Yeah. I guess I guess I can announce this now. Uh, next month for our first episode of uh, Film Rescue, we're doing The Last Jedi. I'm fixing that one. And our oh guest boy. is going to be Heather Antos, who has worked on a lot of Star Wars comics in the past. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, she there helped create Doctor Afra and Chrysanthemum and all those characters. She helped create them. Uh, she also helped create Gwenpool. <laughs> so, mm. um, so uh, she'll be joining us for that one. I asked her if she wanted to be on today, and she's just unfortunately unavailable. But she 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 said she loved the show, and uh, apparently she knows stuff about season two. And I said, "Do you know something I don't?" And she's like, "Yep, uh, of course I do." <laughs> so, yeah. Fucking Saw Gerrera got better as a character. Yeah. Yeah. What what a great reintroduction there. Are we gonna are they gonna explain how he got hurt? So that all happens actually if you watch the Clone Wars, like you see him young and see him yeah. with the struggles and he is really like battle torn and fucked up through oh, Clone yeah. Wars. No, he's a great he was, character. Yeah, he was like he was one of the people on the front lines with the Jedi, with the clone troopers, like, from the get-go. Like, so he he was, and he also had a sister, too. And then she, yeah, it, it, it's a, if you're going to watch some of the Clone Wars show, you, I would say definitely watch the Saul Guerrero episodes of the Clone Wars show. Yep. But, like, Interesting. He's, he's, he pops up in Rogue One, and it's like, okay you're not getting to be any of the interesting stuff they've kind of set up around you, and then he dies. Yes, yes. But they, they've yeah. really shown it a lot better in in Andor, which I'm happy about, because Saul Guerrero is actually a really good character. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. They just off him for no reason. <laughs> no, yeah. like, well, because Forrest Whitaker is an expensive actor. <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to say, they couldn't pay him anymore. <laughs> Like, we got you for two days. <laughs> he's not really in this one right. much, but he's really, really good. And again, the scene with him and Skarsgård is just like, when he realizes, like, yeah. oh, you will sell any of us if it means furthering your cause. And him kind of struggling with that, like, because he's kind of like that, too. He's like anything for the cause, but he's not quite there yet. 
So you get to see him struggle yeah, with that internally. Yeah. And, and the audience, you kind of go, we've been rooting for this guy, but he just sent a bunch of people to their death and he's not sweating it. Yeah. And I love that because, again, we're getting moral grayness in Star Wars, which we really should have had with Boba Fett, but... <laughs> He's complex. I mean, yeah, it, for it's sure. kind of like, in a sense of like kamikaze pilots, like they know they're going to die, but they, they have a purpose for dying, you know, and that's what they're going for. Yeah. True. I've, I've been hiding something from you guys. I do have one minor, just minor issue with the series. I do one have a the- slight minor issue as well, but I, I want to hear yours. I'm curious if it's the same. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I'm... I just noticed there's a lot of humans yes, in the series. Yeah, there's not yeah. aliens. Non-humanoid aliens. And that was my issue. The finale is like, the finale is oddly void uh, for a big crowd. There's not a ton of alien people in there. And so I just, I wonder if it was a budget thing. Like I could totally see that there being a budget thing. There is an like explanation. Absolutely yeah, like bring in bring in the big names. I, I totally get it, but I I'm just hoping season two they get a little more budget because we're giving it such a glowing review, and I think a lot of people are. Maybe they'll get a little more budget, and we can have some more aliens so, in our science fiction story. But uh, that yeah, just minor. So yeah, minor. it's not like it ruined the show or anything. But I I was no, I was all. just like we're expanding the universe. We've we've crossed at least 10 different planets and yet like okay the prison every single person the prison that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. that that was like the every weirdest one i was one like was where is the alien prison yeah, it's like, all it's all people where is everybody yeah. like i i i would have taken just one just one just one alien in the background didn't even need to be one in the real foreground. big guy just yeah just... he could have been one of the people in one of the other tubes that were like hand gesturing like but no. Yeah. So, you okay. could have had it be a guy that's like an alien with really big hands so he can't build those <laughs> things. So everybody doesn't want to get stuck with him on his team because they know they're going to lose the... Uh, that'd be the, interesting. Yeah, like that, that'd be an interesting one to do. Just just but, a little something-something, you know. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Gilroy, he commented on it and he said, we didn't have aliens because aliens have different politics than humans and we didn't want to cover that. And that I understand it on a surface level, but that feels like a cop out. It's that's very cop out. Yeah, yeah that's because it too. it's a galactic senate, and god damn it, it's, yeah, it's all no. different people. Like I and you could lean into how xenophobic the empire was. With that sure, it's not that hard to just do it. It's like no, you just didn't want aliens in your space show. It's okay to say that. Yeah, yeah, because because every single Galactic Senate thing, there's always a huge amount of actual I don't know aliens. Like the um, the whole banking clan yeah. is non yeah is really <laughs> non humanoid. All of like the bankers, there's the the humanoids are a minority in the banking clan. So that I was like, what the fuck just happened? What no, no. <laughs> are are we are we backhandedly offering praise to the prequels? I'll I'll praise them where they succeed. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the praise for praises do. I mean, they were like huge blockbuster movies that made a ton of money. Yeah, I think they invested a little more into their alien costumes. 
to their advantage. True. Yeah. Look, I mean, this, we also got Jar Jar out of it. Uh, so ah, I was bad, gonna say, Jesse. look, my favorite <laughs> character is goddamn Kit Fisto. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I'm gonna be a little biased if I don't see a fucking alien in there. <laughs> yeah, it just I, it, it occurred to me because I was like, this looks oddly very close to Dune. Why do I feel that way? And it was I was just noticing how few aliens there yes. were. It's just a lot of people. Yeah, and there. Uh, Hope, what was your what was your complaint? It was the same one. It literally was the same one. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> same page. Same wavelength, man. Same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. I was just like, I, I, what I would not give for like one, just uh, even in the in the rebels, the rebels specifically, I think usually have more aliens in their in their leagues. So I think I, I found it more obvious. Well, we yes. got- tubes with uh Saw yeah i about to say they have one they have one or two in their tubes yeah but well, that was also because he was introduced in rogue one and it, they can't really and that was saul's right hand man so they couldn't not right. I remember rogue one way better than i do <laughs> but that's also kind of like in the in the second act where i'm starting to fall asleep like okay we're just gonna meander for a bit okay cool force yeah, when i think of rogue when i think of rogue one i think of like i, I like that scene I like that scene, but the overlong thing, I'm like, eh. I don't know. I kind of doze in and out on that one a little bit. But I, I always wake up in the third act and like, oh, hey, there we go. Oh, All the third right. act is like the part that if you're watching, you're like, oh, I'm just going to skip to the end because this is everything I've wanted from Star Wars since I was little. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get this bridge on the River Quiet thing started up. Right, let's go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess like the last thing we talk about is the ending and fuck yeah, that last episode. Well, do we want to circle back to the Mothma arc? Because there's some really good stuff there. Uh, uh, I mean... It was kind of like... it just. I mean, there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, it's like it Mothma is trying... She's trying to get money together for the rebellion. She's secretly doing deals. She accidentally pulled too much money by accident. Well, it's you know. more just kind of trying to see her slow slippage of... I can achieve my goals by doing the right thing and kind of criticizing Luthen for, you know, going early to the end going, no, I have to, you know, do these shady deals to the end of fuck. What have I done? Kind of everyone gets dirty. There are no clean hands in this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the through line for this show, it's like there, there's no such thing as a bloodless revolution. It's true. It's very like you, there's always going to be sacrifice. Oh my god, that scene when Luthen is with um the the spy, the double oh, agent. Oh fuck yeah. When he's like, "What did I sacrifice? What did I sacrifice? I sacrificed my I sacrificed my life. I sacrificed my sleep. I sacrificed my sanity. I sacrificed my moralities." He's like, "I cannot live with myself. The only reason I'm still living is for your daughter. Is for those kids out there. Like the reason I'm still doing this is like, I don't do it for me. Damn. My life is over right now. Like he's he's literally like my life is already over. And then like that whole speech, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You fucking tell him this is this these are the real <laughs> heroes because they get their hands dirty. They know what they're doing is fucked, but it's for the greater good. They and they know. And the thing is he basically straight up said, Once my goal's achieved, I should be dead. Yep. Like, because I I don't deserve 
to be in what I'm making. Yeah, it's of, that old because story. of what I did. Yeah, it, uh, it's yeah. Uh, the old story of you know the revolutionary doesn't get to see the world they create. Yes. So fun fact about that one, I guess the first time he did, he read that line, he just kind of did it like he was talking to him. And they kind of talked and like, something was off about that. And Tony Gilroy said, maybe it should be a speech. And he's like, yes, it should be a speech. I should deliver it like a speech. And that's where they got that first one. I'm like, I can't imagine reading that as just like a conversation to somebody and thinking that was the read to go with. Like, no. Yeah. Scars guard up there. You let him just unfold. Oh, yeah. You got that fucking man up there. You let him <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. He was a, a fantastic addition to the cast. I was really, I was kind of blown away by how much of him there was because usually, like, I, I think about, like, um, oh, who's the old guy that was in the first season of Mandalorian? Uh, oh, Werner oh. Herzog? Werner Herzog, yeah, he's like he's in like two scenes total. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I was to expecting be fair, that. Werner Herzog is director first, actor second. No, totally. So, yeah, and that's that was just a why. really good pull for them for the first season as a means of selling the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I I, I wasn't expecting him to be in so much of this series. Yeah, um, uh, Skarsgård, and rather so. I I was just really pleasantly surprised by like oh shit this is a character character yeah. oh my god we're getting like a like a full thing and they slowly we're getting, unfurl we're getting the too. real real <laughs> like it was a little bit at a time you learned more about him and more what he was doing and he's a full complex character and again i kind of want him to be a jedi if only so we can get more actually interesting cool jedi but oh the, yeah absolutely but at the same time it's like, but a non-jedi you know, uh, the well, gray jedi so to say yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just like this is what happens when your entire world collapses around you, and right. you personally feel the death of all your friends because you're in a big interconnected religious order. <sighs> yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just him processing. I could, I could see that read. I mean, but I also kind of wanted to keep a mystery because it's so much fun. Like, what were you before? How did you transition? Yeah. Because, again, that really cool scene when he's coming back in the transition from the hardened rebel cell leader to just, oh, hello, I'm selling antiques. Don't ask me how I got them. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> so fun. Oh, when when he was asking, oh, have you heard of this planet? He's like, I've got something in the back for that. And he's like, I was joking. You have something in the back? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fucking fantastic. God, what a great series. Thank you, Star yeah. Wars, for letting Star Wars not be Star Wars for a minute. Yeah. Now can I please get my actual Western? Please. <laughs> Eventually. Can I get my... Eventually. Dude. If we do a Western, we gotta go back to fucking There, Tatooine. There is money to be made in adapting High Noon into a Star Wars story. I really feel like you could get some mileage out of High Noon. Yeah. I can see it, yeah. Or good, bad, and the ugly, anything. Just take take any major Western. Just adapt it to Star just, Wars. Done. Just, just <laughs> give me more. You know what, Seth? I know what you and I want. We want more Cad Bane. It's true. No, yeah. I would absolutely yeah. take a Cad Bane. We want series. more Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah, how dare you kill him off for no fucking hey, reason. look, I don't think he was actually killed off. There's subtle hints. There well, were Cad subtle Bane's hints. too damn slippery. Were well, and he's hits. old as fuck by the time we're getting to that, that version in, in Book of Boba Fett. So, like, I'm ready to rewind the clock and see, like, a young Cad Bane. Yeah. 
You Put watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. That that would be a true well yeah that would be a true Western series is follow Cad Bane, oh yeah. that'd be great, yes give me Cad Bane get give me get the Ballad of Bane oh. <laughs> and again we've proven people will tune in for shows with morally gray characters so they don't have to be forced into the squeaky clean mold. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't have to do the hero's journey every time. It's more interesting. Well, that's where Boba fails. Exactly. Boba's like, no, no, I'm a badass. No, we want you to appear in Disneyland. You need to be nice. Like, but, but, <laughs> but no, get back in the back to tank and tell you're all squeaky. <laughs> yeah. uh, they cucked him. They <laughs> cucked Boba. Uh, thank you, Tony Gilroy, for telling Disney to shut the fuck up. <laughs> The fact that he has that much pull to be able to say, hey, guys, shut the fuck up. They're going to make money. It's Star Wars. Even when it's bad, it makes money. And I feel like he took Disney aside and said, listen, people are going to watch this. It doesn't matter what it is. They will watch it. Just let me have fun and get you some Oscars or get you some Look, not, Not even that, but Tony Gilroy did succumb to one of the Star Wars standards. And you know what that was? What? Droids? Cute, What's that? Uh, cute little droid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, so he did that uh, to that, the Star Wars standard of cute little droid because he wanted that, I, I did fall. I did fall in love with B. I really did. <laughs> he wanted an old dog, and that was the most Star Warsy version of an old dog. Yeah, he felt it's like an older perfect. guy. Yeah, he felt like an older guy. Yeah. How pissed off was everybody when uh, that that uh, imperial officer knocked him over and the whole riot starts? How pissed off was everybody? Like that motherfucker. Is, is it crazy? Oh, I, is I, it crazy? I was more mad about that than Baby Yoda getting punched. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. No, I was the same. Uh, I have a tattoo of Grogu on me. I think I might add B to my that- sleeve <laughs> because I loved that character so goddamn fucking much. I loved B, and as soon as as soon as that happened, I was like jumping through my TV. I was like, no! <laughs> I, love I love the that fact that the he's, he's so, he's so, I love the fact he's so clumsy and clunky and he's not very elegantly designed. He's very, reminds me a lot of, uh, remember, that, remember that, remember the movie uh, Black Hole? Remember that? Vaguely. Uh, remember the, the, the character of Maximilian, the weird red-shaped droid thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He reminds me a lot of that, where he's like he's kind of big and clumsy and clunky. He does not very elegantly designed. Like, yeah, he's he's very tactile looking. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I wouldn't even say that. I would say he honestly has one of the more like true personalities. He's very like he he loves Marva. He loves Cassian. You know, he's like, will you stay with me tonight? Like. I'm scared. Can you stay with me? Or like, oh, I don't feel right with the daughters of Ferrix. Like, I want some. Like, he had a true personality. He had true emotions. And Mm. we've seen, like, sass and personality in droids, but we've never seen, like, emotion. And I feel like this was the first time we saw a droid with emotion. And I loved it. I really did. Really call into the droids place in the whole Star Wars universe is like, okay, we're making them more and more human. That slavery argument's getting harder and harder to deny. Oh yeah, yeah that old cracked video. That's uh, funny. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
they kind of brought that up a little bit in uh, Solo. Yeah, with the what the hell is that character's name? Is it L three in the house elves? What? Oh, no, no. Yeah, L337. I would argue that's the worst character in Star Wars. I would make that argument that that is the worst worst character because it's so irritating and so on the nose and so annoying. But C-3PO is right there. Yeah. But but he does something. She becomes... Does he? R2-D2 does all that shit. Yeah, and she becomes the Millennium <laughs> Falcon and hooks up with uh, Lando. Uh, how does that work? It's Star Wars. There's a port for oh, Dude, uh, yeah, you don't think there's like a flashlight plug-in for droids? <laughs> you are wrong, my friend. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, we got to divert because now we're getting into sex slave and human trafficking and all sorts of horrible things. Oh, God. Tony a stormtrooper got beat in the don't face with a brick. Don't put that in season two. Don't. Don't. Let's talk about the brick to the face. Oh, yeah. And that motherfucker got hit with a brick. Fuck yeah. When the show dropped all subtlety, it's like, listen, this is modeled after the protests we have been, we saw, you know, over the summer with the police, literally with the riot shields and the big dumb SWAT helmets. And here's people beating their asses with bricks. And fuck yeah. Felt good, didn't it? Oh, it felt so good. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is the shit I need. Uh-huh. This is catharsis. This is straight up catharsis. I love that the first person to throw a punch was one of the musicians, too. I was just like, that's <laughs> punk rock as fuck. <laughs> and that's how just the rock fir- that Nazi and, shit, man. And that's oh, how man. the first rock and roll band happened on Ferrix. <laughs> <laughs> no, that whole scene is so fucking love good. It. And then Hammer Dude Spartan kicking this uh, stormtrooper out of the tower. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was watching going, he's going to hit him with the hammer. That's going to be cool. And then he Spartan kicked him like, oh, fuck, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you? So this is a weird thing to notice, but that stormtrooper was running up the steps looking down at his feet. And soldiers are trained to ascend steps looking down their the barrel of their rifle. So that was a poorly trained stormtrooper that was running up those steps. Or maybe yeah. it proves my theory that stormtrooper armor is fucking useless and hinders their sight. Like, everybody that keeps getting hit when they're wearing that armor, they keep getting knocked out. Like, if a stick can knock you out with this armor on, why the hell are you wearing it? <laughs> this is dumb. I think they've done it, like, in canon, it's, it's the cheap alternative that looks good but doesn't really do much. I wonder if that's actually built into the canon of Star Wars. Like the reason that the armor is uniformly made like that is because it looks good, but it's it's made very cheaply. The, like, another <laughs> argument could be when they switch because the armor that the clones had was very good, and when they stopped going from clones and went to like regular people, they also gave they also gave up like the thing for having good armor and they're like well we don't have like the specific we don't have the specs for the armor that the clones wore so we'll just make some cheap shit because it also dives into the fact that we don't want to pay we just want cheap fascism isn't efficient (laughs) i i suddenly have something for my andor season two wish list and it's 
the Empire cheaping out on armor and somebody uncovering that. That's amazing. I mean, because think about it. Because the whole thing about them going from clones, it was too expensive and they didn't want to keep paying the the, uh, the workers of Kamino. yeah. The, Ke- the Kiminoans, they didn't want to keep paying them because they're just like, mm, well, they're good, but we also got a Death Star <laughs> to make, you know? Yep. And right. So that could have gone hand in hand with, you know, because because think of it this way. I, I am going to mention the, the sequel trilogy, not, you know, not the original, not the prequel, but the sequel trilogy. Look at look at Captain Phasma. Her armor is leagues yeah. beyond. And that's because she's a high ranking. Everyone else, they don't give a shit, you know. Yeah, again, and her armor actually does. <laughs> like so, so that's the whole thing. Like I, that's my guess is because they literally just didn't give a fuck. They're like, oh well, we still want to make sure that like it looks like we still have the clones, you know. But we right. So that that's that's my whole take on the cheap armor is they just don't give a flying fuck about that shit, and because it, it's literally these humans. We have to feed them gruel, basically, you know. It, well, it, it's, and it's, then yeah, and, and we kind of see that, like they're they're trying to cover all their bases because there's a whole lot more human auxiliaries running around than stormtroopers. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we got a lot of ground to cover. The fact that we saw the dark troopers at all, then they didn't seem to do jack shit, which I thought was funny. Well, I mean, Luke took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let me. Yeah, let, me, let, me was... let me. Let me. Let me rephrase. Uh, very bad looking CGI. Luke took care of that. <laughs> Should have been Plo Koon. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Listen, uh, that I'm. I'm there with you. That would have saved them a lot of money. But his toy does not sell the way that Luke Skywalker's toy sells. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I just don't know how cool he is. He's awesome, dude. He's awesome. <laughs> he invented the Shatterpoint technique. Truly. Oh, wait, no, that's Mace Windu. He discovered good force lightning. That's Plo Koon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody think that we're going to see Mace Windu showing back up? There's the rumors he's not dead. I hope not. As much, no. as, I yeah, I... L... as much as I love Samuel L. Jackson, and that's my man, and Jesse knows for more reasons than one, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's just I I hope not. They There's need to yeah. work away from that. Added. They just they, they need to work away from that. Now I I really series? don't Fuck like yeah. I really don't like Sam Jackson in the Star Wars universe because he's not used efficiently. Yeah, Sam no. Jackson is oh, good no. when he's yelling at people or slapping people. That's when he's <laughs> efficient. He's not good when he's standing around. That's why he's not do... good at calm characters. He's no. good at crazy unhinged people. You, you recast him, you do a younger series during the Clone Wars, and you dig into the whole, he was an incredibly angry Jedi. <laughs> right. full of hate. And you make that the series. And that's why his- What's my name, motherfucker? Face window! <laughs> Just always struggling uh, to control the rage. That's what you do. Uh, Twelve angry Jedi. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because no, that was he was the shatter point one. He used the force to find the breaking points of things and then break them. Or just hit it harder. 
<laughs> I mean, come on, force breaking bones. Oh yes. Hit yep, it harder. <laughs> can, can I just say I'm I'm gonna also like switch back to the micro series, and there was oh, an sure. episode of Mace Windu in the micro series, and he literally oh, yeah. took out an entire army by himself, and he just straight up destroyed the that force shit. punching. Fuck, yes. I, yeah, the Tartakovsky Star Wars is so fucking good. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. His uh, his new Primal series was good too. Fuck I just Primal so up. good. That oh that mm-hmm. oh, that ending mm-hmm. broke me. In ways I Dude, didn't think right? it would. What a great series. What just ah oh, man, it, every year I feel like we enter the new best age of television and then like we get fucking good Star Wars TV this year. What a what a mm-hmm. pleasant surprise. At the yeah. end of the year, it was we were waiting and they pulled it out the last minute and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> <clears throat> right. I was resistant to watch this for the longest time because I was like, I just don't give a fuck about Cassian Andor. I don't care. Right. I just don't give a shit. And then I just put it on on a whim. I was like, oh, this is really fucking good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How the fuck did they pull <laughs> no. this off? This is like a this is like a an impossible task and they still pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, commitment to the story. They kept everything small enough too that it didn't have to interact with the rest of the nostalgic universe. We know we got to explore new things instead. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really appreciated that, that kind of attitude towards this world. I think that's the secret. Tell a small story and give it the room it needs. Yes. Yeah. Because that's where they keep kind of tripping up. They keep trying to tell bigger stories that tie into, you know, movies or things that come or they cut them short. I'm talking about this with, you know, all the Marvel Star Wars projects. They keep having that same problem. They're good, but where they fumble is when they try and get too big or when they just try and compress it down. Because people were bitching like, oh, this show starts so slow. Like, we have 12 episodes. Sit in it. Enjoy it. Appreciate that the world, it looks like a world, and you get to play in it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be over in a month. Right. I really have truly come to despise this idea that everything should be bingeable. No. (laughs) These were meant to be enjoyed. I I binged this and I actually had the opposite feeling. I feel like this met, this felt better when I was binging it well, because he it meant does binging feel in like the sense of like a six episode binge, like a quick yes. binge. Oh oh yeah, everything okay. should be put out that you could watch it all in one sitting. It's like no, this is meant to be enjoyed and talked about and discussed, not consumed in a single day. Yeah, this is a season of television, not a mini series. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. it and it definitely like makes that presence known to itself. Like I say, you could still binge it, Jesse, but just yeah. like it you you want to soak it in and not just like, oh, yeah. let me get this over with. Well, yeah. it was structured in the in the way of four separate parts, three episode arcs. So the first arc is on Ferex, the second arc is the heist, the third arc is the prison, and the last arc is the spark of the rebellion. Like that. Right. That's an efficient way of doing it. It's, it's four movies. Yeah, but it's got so, time that you yeah. have little character notes that you wouldn't if it were a movie. Like, if it were a movie, mm-hmm. we would we would cut the uh, Mon Mothma stuff and the family drama and building. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, that would the prison cut, would like, get the prison would get reduced to nothing. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just be like, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, the prison would be a 20-minute sequence. Yeah. Instead of really getting there and getting the hopelessness and watching Andor change from I'm going to get out to there's no getting out to I have to fucking get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, is anybody else's heartbreak when uh, they get out to the edge of the prison that Andy Serkis says, I can't swim? I knew swim. something was going to happen. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew something was going to happen. And yes, my heart did break, but as soon as... As soon as they were running out, I was like, Andy Serkis isn't going to make it. Yeah. And something's going to happen. Yeah. Like, but he should have been I, shot. That's not cool. He's either going to get recaptured or shot or tortured or just, no. I know. No, it's and better, that, it's better that we don't know. That, and yeah, that's the whole, like, depressive, dark shit. You don't know. You don't know if he said, I'm going to stay. You don't know if he finally just said, fuck it. I'd rather drown and be free. You don't know if he like, he tried to go back and like, you know, MacGyver some, some boat, you know, like you don't know. <laughs> and that's what's dark because at the, like I, when he was making that speech, I knew something was going to happen. Cause he was basically saying like, I'm doing this for you and not for us. Because there's a difference between I'm doing this for us and I'm doing this for you, and he was doing it for them. And I was like, fuck, something's going to happen. Fuck. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I got to appreciate Andy Serkis coming on for like three episodes and then just owning the fuck out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn. Yeah, what a talent. Why has he not gotten, why has he not gotten like awards for his acting? You know why? Because he works so much in CGI. He's yeah. going to be the reason that that whatever the next big awards show is, he's going to be the reason that it appreciates CGI. Like, that's going to be a, a central focus because of the, like, ass ton of work that he and his team have done over the last 20 years since Lord of the Rings. Like, they are engineers. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, mm. it's the same. It, un- unfortunately, he... It's not the same category, but in a way it is. It falls under the same thing as horror. No one wants to... It's there. Everyone loves it. Everyone appreciates it. You know a fantastic one when you see it, but no one wants to give it credit. No, it's playing in the genre stuff, and genres aren't for adults. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So that... And that's where it falls under, unfortunately. So even... The greatest talent in the universe is being fucked over because of politics, basically. Yeah. Yep. Damn. At least we like it, man. This yeah. is why this is why we I feel like all of us started podcasting is we didn't even have podcasts that were like talking about how good this shit is, regardless of what the industry thinks of it. Right. Yeah. It was always about like the next big like what's gonna be nominated for best picture this year at the Oscars? Like most of that shit isn't worth your time. It really isn't. Right. There's so many times, maybe back in like, I don't know, the fifties when there was still good shit and there wasn't politics like that. Like, I feel like the eighties is the point where it shifted. I think, I think uh, Quentin Tarantino went on record saying that the eighties is one of the worst decades of film. And I, I I would agree to a degree. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff, but there's also a lot of oh, there's, there's great stuff in there. You know, it's Back to the Future. There's there's Die Hard, but it's but that's also mm. when we were shifting from true acting talent to computer shit. Yeah, that's when and the that, shift happened. That's and, where the big shift happened, honestly. Yeah, big spike in capitalism and all. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then the 90s, Jurassic Park, and everything changed. <laughs> everything changed. When the Fire Nation mm-hmm. attacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, any uh, any final thoughts on Andor? I mean, like, it, I feel like we haven't even spoiled much, if anything, in this episode. It's just a, a really high recommendation of what they were able to accomplish. Um, what do you guys think? What What are your kind of... Your, your teases to get people to check this out if they haven't already. Uh, if you wanted more Rogue One and you want you or you acknowledge that Rogue One had issues like not enough character development, this did all the backbreaking work to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was all the work that should have. This is the stuff that should have been in Rogue One and uh, they made it work in its own story. I honestly, yeah. if they did every character from Rogue One and gave them all this treatment, like six to ten episodes of just like, yeah, what's this character's backstory? Oh, I'd be fuck. okay with that. Yeah, that'd be. Get, I'll I'll, t- I'll take a Jin Urso miniseries or or twelve Ish. episode series. I'll take that. Yeah, no, so right. From the ages of like six to twenty, it was like blank. Like, what the fuck happened between ages six to twenty? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something. Like, what were they doing? Man, yeah. Donnie Yen deserves work. Oh my god, don't get me started. I love Donnie Yen. I adore that man. Absolutely. He was angry <laughs> after that came out, though, because he he was like, I don't want this to be just in there because you're trying to sell to the Chinese market. And they're like, no, 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 don't worry. And then it turns out that's what it was. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want anything to do with Star Wars ever again. Oh, damn. He was angry. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, that was just, it was a marketing ploy to get to sell to China. It's like, China doesn't want this. This is a story about rising up against your government. If there's one thing that's not really going to happen at this point, it's the Chinese nation rising up against its communist government. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, there are protests happening right now, but it's it's going to get squashed real quick. It, we would need another Ice Age type deal for that to happen, basically, where yeah. like, the population goes to like 5% of the population before that would happen. <laughs> Yeah, China doesn't want stories like this. Well, and really, this isn't the kind of culture setting yeah. stories either. Like this isn't yeah. the the you know the high the high blockbuster well, Star Wars they didn't get stuff. Star this Wars is the later, I don't think so. They don't have a cultural touchstone right. for Star Wars. They're like, oh, the American Laser Sword Show. That means nothing. That, to that, right, right, right. That's why Star Wars doesn't do well there. <laughs> <laughs> we had that. It was called Hidden Fortress. That shit's like fifty years yeah, old. Yeah, like what else? Yeah. <laughs> That's Japan, you fucking racist. They imported it. <laughs> I'm done with it all. They had closer access to it than I did. <laughs> I'm fucking done with y'all. Oh, God damn it. All right. Truly, no, truly. I'm, I'm too relaxed on vacation is what it is. Ulrich, what, were, uh, what are your closing thoughts on Andor here? What's, what's the, uh, the ticket price worth for you? It is an inherently political show with very strong ideas, and there's only one character who quotes theory at you, and he dies. <laughs> I like that. That's tweetable. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sorry, I hated him. I'm like, oh, God, you're a theory spouter. I hate theory spouters. Fuck off with your bullshit. <laughs> <coughs> Nobody cares. Right. Oh, what about Hope, you, round Seth? us out here. What? What? what me? I, my high recommend is straight up like uh, this is award season Star Wars. Like it's shot well, it's paced well. The character, like this is 
this is the the this is the taste of what Star Wars could shift into in the future. I don't want to hold out too much hope, but um, maybe maybe our IPs can grow with us a little, and maybe we can get a few more of these squeezed out before uh, Gen Z just decides to whole ass cut Marvel out of the market someday. Fair, fair. Enough. That's my end. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. What about you, Hope? What's what 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 are your closing thoughts? Amazing ensemble cast. You have raw emotion. You have true heroes. Like, I honestly, anybody who's been in protests, anybody who's served on tours, you're mm. going to relate because this is the the true heroes it's not the the big one person thing it's not the the company in the sky it's it's real people it's not i have the force it's not i've had background training it's this happened to my family and i want justice and i don't care if i don't know anything i don't care if i'm going to die I'm going to do what I can because this is not right. And I'm going to play my part no matter how small it is. And it's goddamn beautiful. We've aspired to something higher in Star Wars. And I really appreciate that. The, the mo- I just, I want to, I want to appreciate these little moments. Cause I, I think about like all Rick, you and I within the last years talking about Boba Fett and just being like, man, I wish we had this stuff. Yeah, You know what I mean? It, it, it feels good to get that. So I, I just hope it sticks around. I'm just, I want to savor it in the moment. I really hope this lets Marvel or Star Wars Disney know, oh, we can take more risks because it's Star Wars and it will always make money. I mean, Rise of the Skywalkers was objectively terrible and made money. That's right. That, yeah. These things, people will hate watch it. You don't have to be so precious. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're about to do it again for Last Jedi pretty soon. So, yay. Oh, boy. Oh, the reason I don't talk boy. about Star Wars anymore. Uh, there's a good movie in there somewhere. It's buried somewhere. Oh. I, I'm really excited to, to re-tap into what that political space was like <laughs> when that movie came out. We've... We've uh, we've changed a lot since then. Uh, the the real Nazis came out after all that, isn't it crazy? Yeah, yeah they were yeah, they were true. there. People just were refusing to acknowledge them. Yeah, the veil the veil was torn. I guess is what I was saying. I mean, I'm originally from Idaho. They never went anywhere. They just moved out west. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly, what comes to mind is um, is Quentin Tarantino's film uh, Django when. The the KKK was like, y'all, I can't see out of my hood. What my <laughs> wife made these? You wear that hood, but and they just take the hoods off. Well, can't we just do it without the hoods? And like that's what happened. Someone's wife fucked up on yeah, the eye holes, yeah. and they took the hoods off. <laughs> they took <Yeah>. the. <laughs> I like that as a that's a, that's a good that. metaphor. Uh, I love that theory. That's perfect. Oh. Uh, 
let's end the episode here, guys. Yeah. I think uh, this has been a wonderful chat. I appreciate uh, all three of you jumping on. Uh, Ulrich, let everybody know what you have going on and where they can check you out online. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with me, I am Lorkman Ork. I'm one of the hosts of the Geeks with Shields podcast. It is a geeky, nerdy podcast where we cram everything we possibly can under the banner of Geeky. And if we can't, we create a spinoff podcast. We are available on almost all of the major podcast hosting sites, as well as Twitter, while it still exists. Though we are largely inactive <laughs> on Twitter now, as we've moved into our Discord, which is a much better form of Twitter. Fair enough. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then uh, Hope and Jesse, uh, you guys, uh, real quick with your socials. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna promote our our Jaguar Sharks social. You know, we're uh, we're on Instagram mainly for now until there's other means. But we also have our Patreon, Montrester Media. We it we want to make more things for you guys. You get exclusivity things with. A dollar a month that's literally pocket change like you literally i don't think can even get stuff at the dollar store for a dollar anymore and so <laughs> um so yeah just check out our patreon we want to keep doing this for you but sometimes we need better equipment or to like have money to rent the movies and shows that we watch for you guys uh so that would be great and um like i said i uh our social media is mainly primarily on Instagram, post photos, videos, um, just different. And that's how the best way to communicate if you want to reach out to. So. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's a weird time as we watch a social media giant topple, uh, to talk about like how yeah. to promote this stuff. So I think the the best thing to do is whatever you're listening to this on hit the subscribe button or the add button, add to library, yes. whatever your thing is. Yes, yes, um, yes. all of that will be under, jaguar sharks so you'll get all of our shows for subscribing to just one rss feed that's the most convenient way to keep hearing us and then uh, when something arises like a phoenix out of twitter's ashes which is hilarious because it's the bird app, um, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll see y'all there but in the meantime uh this has been jaguar sharks talking about star wars and andor thank you for listening and good night good night, good night.